I'd like to invite you along the Camino with me. I'm Holly Brock, and welcome to the playful ponderings of my particular pilgrimage along the Camino de Santiago. have a challenge that goes along with this story, Hearts of Stone. Lots of times we hear, don't try that at home, but this one, absolutely try it at home. What burdens are you carrying around? I dare you to find a stone that symbolizes one, carry it around for a while, and when the time is right, lay that burden down. Hearts of Stone. I've always said that the smell of homemade chocolate chip cookies is a powerful message. It's like a town herald shouting out over the rooftops, all is well, which is why I make so many chocolate chip cookies, but not the only reason. But truly, there is always more than meets the eye. We just let our eyes get dull. So I started to play a game as I walked along the Camino. At any given moment, I would look around and imagine things more epically. I would imagine lights in a house window, like a beacon from a lighthouse, showing someone the safe route home. Streetlights as sentinels, keeping an eye on enemy efforts while searching for any who need help. Imagining a strong hug like a fueling station, watching it literally recharge a waning spirit. Seeing a dinner table with friends around it like a war room where life missions are clarified, strategies formed, and crucial information is shared. And a cool drink of water like an elixir restoring someone to health. In this way, we give deserved meaning back to mundane things and reawaken to the epic nature of what is all around us. The naming of people and places can do this too. One of my favorite nicknames I have been given by a friend is Hallelujah Holly. Just by hearing it, I am called into a brighter state. So I try to give names that will do the same. Along the Camino, some British friends I met became Jovial John and Jolly Jackie as they were so full of mirth and encouragement. On one of the last stretches of the Camino Finisterre, I met a bright young woman from Italy. We chatted for a moment and moved on in opposite directions. Soon, though, I heard her calling to me and running back to give me a small white shell to remind me to be the light. She is Magnificent Marina. And you have already met Pete of the Pyrenees. At home, there is a wild field in the middle of the woods behind our house. We have affectionately named it the Mysterious Magical Meadow, and just by naming it, we sometimes wonder if it might actually be part of Narnia. So I named places along the Camino, too. There was an area where I got attacked by horseflies, so I unaffectionately named that place Horsefly Hollow, or Horsefly Holler, more like it. One time I diverted from the path onto a high field with haystacks. As I was pretty sure I was trespassing, I hid behind one of those massive haystacks while I called my husband and daughter. Forever in my heart, that spot will be called Haystack Hill. And of course, the mountain where Jesus and I planted the peach seed, 
Paradise on Mount Peach, where before my very eyes, I saw a peach seed grow into a tree. God, give me eyes to see the epic, what you see as you look over your world. Along the Camino, there's a cross on a hill. Any guidebook will have the location listed very clearly, and therefore most pilgrims know exactly the day they will come to the foot of that cross. There is anticipation around this day because of the significant Camino tradition that when you come to the foot of the cross, you are invited to leave your burdens behind. There are burdens we carry by our muscles like a sack of grain or grocery bags or a concrete block. And then there are burdens that we carry in our hearts like the need to be forgiven, the grieving of a death, fear concerning the future, and also burdens of gratitude for blessings, joy over a relationship, love, which is clearly healthy. There is an invitation to lay these burdens down, but you might wonder, how does one do that exactly? Sometimes the best way to process the intangible is to use something tangible to symbolize it, to let a real object that you can hold represent what you can't exactly touch or carry. So the tradition is that a pilgrim prior to arriving on the Camino chooses a stone to represent these heart burdens. Most pilgrims carry the stone with them for the duration of their pilgrimage till they arrive at the cross. When you arrive, you put the stone and what it symbolizes in your heart down at the foot of the cross, quite literally laying those burdens down. So you know that if you walk this path, you will eventually come to this cross you have felt the weight of the burdens you carry literally as extra weight in your pack. The gift of this walk in this way is the time to feel your burden and anticipate the coming ritual where you can lay that burden down. Your steps become preparation. You're aware as you walk along that an important moment is coming, but you don't really know what it will mean or how it will feel. It might be a mind-blowing experience or super emotional or... It might be quite simple, even somewhat mechanical. That's the power of ritual. Some days it's big, some days it's small. I have experienced a lot in life, but for this pilgrimage, the burden that I carried with me can only fit in the burden category because, well, love is a joyful, heavy load. If you have any feel for me, you know I have the gift and sometimes curse of seeing experience with expanded meaning and longing for expanded meaning. So you might guess that I did not bring one single rock. I brought exactly six. One for my husband, one in honor of my oldest five children, one for my youngest daughter who is still at home, one for my mom as my dad has passed away, one for my neighborhood and friends, and one for my granddaughter. I had chosen them carefully along the walks in my hometown, preparing for the walk that I was on now. They were each unique, yet were all naturally in the shape of a heart. I had carried these hearts of stone with me to this point, in my pack and in my heart. I anticipated this day, savoring the climb and the foggy vistas, but mostly looking forward to when I would behold this epic cross and epically lay down my burdens. I came around the last bend, and as I beheld the cross, realized immediately that in my mind I had inflated its size and grandeur to a, well, epic proportion, like Eiffel Tower size. 
I had imagined the cross as massive, like take your breath away massive with sun rays coming down on it from heaven and perhaps doves perching on its tips. This cross was not quite as I had imagined. (sighs) I have to admit, I was a bit disappointed. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm always looking for the epic. It's my version of extreme sports, I guess. And this physical cross just was not that. Yet, I have, through a fair amount of experience, learned the richness of that, which takes more time to discover or to reveal itself, like a novel or a medal or a meal taken from farm to table, or growing old with your high school sweetheart, or that tiny seed, which eventually grows into a massive tree. So I stood before this cross and trusted in the realness of it. Now, where to put my rocks? I walked to the far side and found a flat rock, and then, believe it or not, without much fanfare, I said the names of my people and put my rocks down one by one at the foot of the cross. I have so much gratitude in my heart, so much love. You have given them to me, and I give them back to you, God. Thank you. Just then, a woman walked near me. She stumbled and made a sound between a yelp and a sob. I instinctually reached out to catch her, and that's when I saw her eyes. More accurately, I saw into her eyes. She held deep loneliness and sorrow. She steadied herself and said something to me in a different language. As she kept holding my arm, I walked with her to the base of the cross. Now she sobbed openly and pulled from her pack a large rock. It was heart-shaped with a crack down the middle of it. I waited until she could talk, and in broken English, she explained that her husband had died suddenly six months ago. Clearly, this rock symbolized the rending of her heart when he died. She held the rock to her heart. She was carrying a burden of the weight of grief that showed clearly not only in her eyes, but in her shoulders, which were hunched over from exhaustion. But she had made it to the cross. She had carried the grief of her husband's death through the time and space it took to get here. But she hesitated. Could she lay it down? Of course, the rational part of us thinks, put that huge rock down so you don't have to carry it anymore. Yet our hearts are not always rational. And sometimes putting something down feels like losing it. I think she was afraid that if she left this rock that symbolized her relationship with her husband, or maybe even her husband himself, that somehow her husband would be forgotten or that her love for him would diminish. I didn't know if she knew the English word invited, but I tried to encourage her that more than just laying her burden down, she was being invited to give it. Jesus said clearly he came to bear our burdens. If she gave it to God, he would bear it for her in love. She would never be asked to forget or wane in her love for her husband. She would simply be putting down the heaviness of it. I told her and prayed that she could see that it was time to lay this burden down, not completely, not ever completely, but time to lay down the heaviness of it. We hugged and cried at the foot of that cross until she was ready to accept the invitation. She took that heart rock, held the stone to her heart, kissed it, and laid her burden down. From this vantage point, I look up at the cross, and it is breathtakingly big and beautiful. 
We were in the midst of thousands upon thousands of rocks, each representing a burden that had been carried and laid down by a person. And yet the cross stood and had been for all of these years, able to bear the burden. The metal of this cross steady under the weight of these stones, the flesh and blood of Jesus steady under the weight of these burdens. Talk about epic. My imagination now was nowhere big enough to contain the splendor of this cross. 